everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Soy Chingona. I am your host, E-Marie, and you are joining me on episode 22 with an amazing woman and friend slash old co-worker <laughs> slash musician slash all these things, B. Um, thank you so much for getting you finally here like yeah, on the podcast. I'm so excited. So we've been talking about this for a while, so to finally get this going is really awesome. So proud of you, dude. You have no idea. Like I like see all your posts and all of that and definitely what you're doing is what we need in the community. Like honest, in so the world, much. you know, honestly. Well don't make me start getting emotional. <laughs> I've only cried on solo ones so far, so <laughs> um, well V, can you tell my audience who you are today? Who who's the woman that you are today? Well, um, I um, consider myself um, a musician. Uh, I am a musician. I'm made out of music molecules. That's how you know <laughs> I always like to describe it. But um, my stage name and my alter ego is Sister. Um, so the reason why I chose that stage name was because all my life since I was born, I'm the middle child. I've been a sister before anything. You know, okay. of course I've been a daughter, but. I feel that um, the the fact that you're a sister is like, you know, being with your fellow, you know, girl, you know, and Mm -hmm. like sharing experiences. Um, And I got the best of both worlds. I'm a little sister and a younger, uh, a younger sister. So I don't know that that it just felt right to you. It just felt right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, tell us, um, obviously, you're a musician. And you are incredible, and I've had the honor of hearing you sing at events that were very emotional events and, like, the candlelight service and stuff, and, like, hearing you sing was the first time I remember hearing you, and I was just, like, blown away. I was like, I didn't know she had these talents. Like, whoa, yeah, everybody is says, this girl? Like, you, sound like Minnie, you sound like Minnie Mouse, and then, like, you sing, and it's, like, a completely different this person. This powerhouse yeah. that, like, comes out of you. But I will say... After knowing you the last couple of years, when I finally got to see you perform, and when we went out and it was my birthday yeah. weekend and you performed, it was like a whole other thing for me to see you in your comfort zone, in your limelight. Like, what made you do? Yeah. Blew me away oh, to see you like in that babes. zone. Oh my god, blew me away. Um, it was amazing. So, tell us a little bit about how long you've been doing music and how it all got started for you. Yeah, well, I'm in my 30s. Um, early 30s. <laughs> Make that clear. It's almost like I'm still in my 20s. Right. Yeah. But I've been doing this since I was nine. So, I mean, my whole life, um, I've been surrounded by music. Um, my first experience with music was with the trumpet at six years old. I remember my dad coming in with, you know, his trumpet because he was taking trumpet lessons and I was just like, oh my goodness. Like, this is, oh my gosh. Like, I didn't even know I could sing. But I knew that there was something special with music from the get-go. Like, my mom you would say, it. yeah, no, my mom would always say, like, you were always humming, you were always singing. But when your dad brought the trumpet in, um, he was more focused on my older sister who went through the guitar, the clarinet, the trombone, um, the trumpet, and was like, nope. But I kept begging him because I was so young. He was like, no, 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 no. You know, like, you're too young, you're too young. Yeah, you're not ready. Finally, I turned six, and he's like, okay, let's take a stab at it. And ever since then, you know, music has been me. You know, like, I am, you know, like... It, it, it is who I am and at nine um, we had like a singing competition at school and all my friends were being part of it you know mm-hmm. and I was like oh, okay I'll do it you know and then we did the audition and my teacher was just like oh my gosh you can you can sing you know like and he literally followed me to the car like after school and it was like this girl can sing and my da- my mom was like okay well I'll tell her dad yeah like, <laughs> And ever since then, I just haven't stopped. And, um, you know, it's it's more than just the competitions. It's more than just, you know, the performances. It's it's who I am every day. I wake up every day and music is just in me, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. But, I mean, really, it's been in my life since I was born. 
I feel like maybe like I don't remember too far back, but I remember the earliest would be at six years old. Was there anybody else in your family who, I mean, you're mentioning your dad yeah. and your sister. Yeah. Um, did your dad ever do anything no, with his music? No, he is a huge music fan. Um, and a lot of the music that I'm doing right now is really the um, music influences that he brought when you know um when i was growing up like Mm -hmm. listening to michael jackson Mm -hmm. uh, the gap band you know um, a lot of 80s music electronic music like depeche mode new order all that stuff that's basically him you know like kind of like all the music that i grew up with in into made into fusion is what my music is now which is pretty cool because you know, you see where like that influence like came in through. Yeah. Like I see that through your music. So you're naming these musicians. I'm like, oh yeah, I yeah, totally like yeah. see the connection <laughs> in your music. Yeah. And it's really, I mean, um, this phase of music because I've gone through a lot of phases in my life is really doing what I want to do. Because for a long time, I would follow whatever was trendy or whatever everybody else was like. I think you'd be good with country music, or I think you'd be good with folk music or rock music. And it really wasn't truly what I always wanted to do. Right now, I'm just literally going into the studio and writing whatever I feel like. If I feel like writing a country song, I'm going to write a country song. If I feel like writing electronic music, I'm going to write electronic music. It's really what feels good to you, right? Like, if it feels good, I'm going to do it. If it doesn't, then... Why not? You know, I just feel like everybody always tries to follow rules or what other people think is cool. And you really don't um, come about as being genuine and that's why people don't believe you but ever since I started really doing what I want people have started believing in my music a lot more because it's it's not fake it's not a right. product of somebody else's mind right you know? and people think that that's like such a cliche right it's like do what, do what you do love, you right? yeah do exactly. You. exactly but it's like that's what you did and now it's actually coming like full force for you. Right? I just I just feel like, you know, whenever you force something, humans as humans, we can smell it from a mile away. Mm-hmm. You know, you know when somebody's not being genuine. Like for example, I mean a perfect example would be like Miley Cyrus when she tried to do like this whole thing where like everybody was telling her, You need to do this, you need to do that and everybody was just like starting to hate on her. You right. know, like it was just like, Oh, what is she doing? Cause right. She didn't even believe it. She didn't even believe it. So people were like, mm, I don't buy it. Right. I don't buy it. And and we, we see that. So as an artist, you really have to really dig deep into what defines you in order for people to believe you. It's just built in us. Yeah. You know, like you can tell from a mile away when somebody's lying. You can tell when somebody in sales, you know, I've been in sales for right. so long. Clients will smell it from a mile away when they know that you're starving for something, that you're not genuinely trying to help them. It comes out feeling desperate. Desperation just comes out of your pores. Exactly, and people don't believe it. So what better way to work on your craft than really doing the things that you want to do and then helping others through it? Because if they believe you, that means that they want to be part of it in a way where like oh I want to support her because I, I really do believe yeah. in what she's doing right. you know so yeah that's that's essentially what I feel recently I've I've realized what my purpose is in this life you know really just going after your happiness right you know like I, I feel like a lot of people don't know what their purpose is but I'm I've been lucky enough to um, have stumbled upon music <laughs> you know and you know literally like just going with it and um, yeah and you mentioned support who is your support system through the musical journey honestly recently my uh, my partner in life um, who is now my musical director uh, my boyfriend Marcos you know he he's in, he's been a musician his whole life too but um you know there's always somebody in your life whether it be you know your boyfriend your wife you know whomever um that really always has that support that you need when they see the ugly stuff they see the triumphs they see you know all the negative things that come comes out of you and like literally takes it you know like and wraps it up in like you know i don't know something and throws it away for you you know i don't know like it's just 
there's always someone that you can turn to, but you have to identify it because you you might think that that person is that someone right. and it's completely the opposite. So I'm very blessed to have my boyfriend to be that support system because he is literally doing exactly what I'm doing. I'm leaving my nine to five finally and he's leaving his nine to five and we're 100% pursuing music and moving to Mexico City. So you don't, you don't come about that every day. You don't, right. you don't, you know, have people that literally will like, I, Hey, I believe in what you're doing and I want to be part of it. Let's go. Yeah. You know, so, which is huge. I mean, that's a huge thing that, that, you know, as a partner, his support goes beyond just supporting his woman from afar. He's like right up there with you. Let's like, do this. Doing yeah. Everything, which yeah. is amazing. Um, Go into a little bit about your move to Mexico. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's talk about my that little move. It's yeah. a big move. It's a huge oh move. Oh, my gosh, girl. I mean, like, you know, as a co-worker of mine, you know, a past co-worker, you've seen how hard it is to be able to manage two careers. Yes. Because you've tried to do it. Yeah. Um, I tried to do it. But it comes there's a point where you're like, I need to jump. I need to yes. literally a hundred percent. I don't care if I'm going to, if I'm going to be broke to all yes. those student loan borrowers. <laughs> I'm, I'm your perfect example. I pay almost $700 a month of just student loans. And for the longest time I would be like, well, the reason why I can't do this is because I have my student loan. I can't go, right. you know, I have to pay this. But it doesn't scare me anymore. You know, I literally worked my ass off to save enough money to be able to pay, you know, the, the student loan, you know, for a few months. Mm -hmm. And then I'll, tr I'll figure it out when I don't have the money because I feel like the universe really listens to you, you know, like, okay, oh shit, you know. She is going to um, quit, you know, let's open another door for her. Like, when you do something so, like you know, brave like that, where, like, you're literally shifting, you know, I guess, your destiny, you know, like, right. towards another path. Right. You're like literally I, breaking down the walls that you're putting up. Like, yeah. the student loan, that's a wall. Yeah, exactly. Like, your 9 to 5, that's a wall. And you're just, literally, like, breaking them down. You know what I'm the, the most scared of? That I'm going to be so mad at myself when I see that it wasn't that big of a deal and I you know was so scared of it for so long you know like just like I should have done this sooner oh you I know? do that all it's the time like <laughs> right like going and like creating something right yes. and I always say like creating something out of nothing it's been very difficult it's a mm -hmm. lot of hard work but it's beautiful work, yeah it is right? and, and rewarding so much exactly like yeah. so much beauty in that but then I sit there and go why didn't I do this three years ago when I kind of thought about it and I was like oh all those roadblocks were coming up I wasn't brave enough at that point to just to bring really... them down without knowing what's in front of them exactly and I'm a person who looks at what's in front of me so and then I'm able to make decisions but for this when you're starting to create something on your own you can't you have to be fearless it, and and that's the thing I feel like a lot of people lack that they need to literally stop being so afraid and to have somebody to tell them you can do it yeah. I feel like a lot of the times we're surrounded by like, oh no, that's too hard. I mean, like, um, going back to Marcos, my boyfriend, you know, who works, um, he, he does Uber. Mm -hmm. And um, they're they always constantly asking, so what do you do? Like, do you do anything else besides this? I was like, well, this is my part-time job. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a musician. And they're like, oh, that's cool. But it's almost like they don't believe it. You know, it's like, oh, that's not a real career. You right. know? So it's just like... And it's not a real career to them because it's been, you know, they've been brainwashed that, like, you can't make money out of music or you mm -hmm. can't really have a career, you know, off of just playing the guitar, you know. Right. But deep, deep inside, I'm pretty sure that a lot of these people that get on, get on this Uber ride 
have a dream that's abandoned you know yes. like and they just you know went for the paycheck they just went for what's easy you know right and but i think that's also how we are conditioned mm-hmm. right and like especially culturally oh, absolutely right yeah. we are conditioned to be a doctor mijo yeah. <laughs> it's like i find that like my grandpa always said like find a job mija and keep your mouth shut clock in clock out and don't give any and shit live, to anybody live somebody else's dream because the person that is giving you a job actually was unafraid to open up that little shop or go out, you know, and jump off the cliff that everybody was saying, don't jump, don't jump, don't jump. So that's the thing. I feel like people need more encouragement. I feel like, just like you said, the system, you know, that we are born into, it's just like, go to school, have good grades, go to school, you know, get college. <laughs> exactly. Which, by the way, that's a business. School is a business, dude. Like, honestly, like, I feel like, you know, like, you can learn, you know, depending on what career you choose, you can learn certain things, you know. But it really ends up being a business, right? You know, but what if instead of doing what mom and dad are telling you to do because they were scared to uh, follow their own dreams, right? What if you follow your own dreams? You're super freaking happy for the, rem- the remainder of the years that you have because you don't know how many years you have. We assume every day that tomorrow is for sure. I'm gonna do it tomorrow. You know, I'll do it next year. Oh, how many you know? times do we say we'll start something on Monday? Yeah, exactly. I love that word. It's like, never why can't you start today? Exactly. Like, why do you have to have that thing in mind? But I think, too, for the listeners, to give them a background of, you know, I won't name where we worked, but um, we worked at a cemetery. So I think when you're in that line of work, you do, it, it kind of, at least for me, it forced me to look at my own life because oh, I was gosh. always doing paperwork for others whose their life was gone. And so for me, it was almost like, damn, like I see death all around me every single day and I see it in all different spectrums. What am I doing with my life? Exactly. Why am I sitting here doing this exactly. when it's not making me happy? You know what's the worst though, girl? Living, but not living. You know, like yeah. waking up, at 62, well, you know, they're just thinking, what if I would have done Should've, that? Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, yeah. coulda, woulda. That's yeah. worse because, yeah. okay, awesome. you're you're dead at 26, but if you're 62 and you didn't live the life that you wanted, you wasted this whole life, you know, right. where you could have done the things that you wanted. And even then, you're still like, no, oh, well, I mean, I'm too old. And that, I was gonna bring that up is society makes us believe that we are to figure out what we want when we're in those college years, right? Whether if we're going to school you or not. You have to figure it out right now. You're 20 years old. Why don't you know which uh, direction no. that you're going in? Yeah. And I think that's something that fear was always in me. Like, I'm too old to like just break off from my career. I started making a career, building a career for myself. I can't just leave and start over. What am I, 20? I would always say that. Like, I'm not young anymore. And then I have these people who are in their 70s who have done so much. And they're so looking much. at me like, girl, you got 30, 40 years left. You're, what the hell are you going to do with it? chicken. <laughs> exactly. Like, okay, you're going to sit here for 30 years? Like, exactly. really? Yeah. And the people that tell you, no, you're too old for this. Or, you know, you, you know, you know, you're past your prime. You know, like, don't do it. You know, it's too risky. They're the people that are the most afraid. Yes. Because mm-hmm. if they see that you can do it. And then they're like, oh. Oh shit! You can actually do, do it. I, I didn't. I, yeah. I didn't do it. That's why they don't want you. To, they don't want to see you succeed because they don't want to see. They don't want you to be proof of the things that they could have done. You know. Very good point. And and, and, and just, dude, what 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 do you have to lose? You know, like what's what's gonna happen if I move to Mexico City? I quit my job and I run out of money. I'll just find more money. That's it. Do what you got to do. Right. Exactly. So it's just, you know, you just keep going. I I think part of being, um, even 
as a musician is like being an entrepreneur, right? So you're creating something out of nothing. So again, people do not realize the work you put in because they don't see you working, they just see results. So, right? So it's like they don't see all the work you've put in to create that song. It must be easy. Yeah, it must be easy. Um, oh, know, what, like, a, what an easy life to be I a wish, musician. I wish I Girl, could do yeah. that. I wish I could do that. You know, I wish, you know, like, that's so easy. You're just, you know, you're just yeah. dicking around. <laughs> you know, right. it's just like, no, I'm not. Right. Know, There's like, a post that I saw recently, and I will be posting it on my social media, that said what the world sees as an entrepreneur and then what really is an entrepreneur, like the percentage, like a pie breakdown, right? How much percent people think you're napping. People think you're at a coffee shop hanging out. <laughs> I know, exactly. I get that all the time. Exactly. I'm taking pictures of different coffee shop places. They're like, what do you do, Erica? You just go around every coffee shop and just read a book? I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's almost like you no want to be a cynic and be like, yeah, I do. You know, like, it's just like, I do. Just, you know, lounge around. Just you know. Aren't you jealous? <laughs> Benjamin on Netflix. Yeah, that's I know. what I'm doing all Pretty day. Pretty much. Yeah, that's because that's how they see it. Like, right. It's just like, you're not working your ass off. Dude, I want to see you get on that fucking stage in front of just four people because you're a nobody in the middle of like Texas you know like you and know, still performing. carry all that passion as if it was a full house right I have $10,000 worth of gear yet I'm only getting paid in drinks you know like I want I want to see you rehearse every night after a nine-to-five job where like you experienced a mom losing her 15 year old kid you know and then going into rehearsal space you know thank God for my rehearsal space because I don't know if I would have gotten through working at a seminar Mm-hmm. you know but it's a lot of hard work because what the normal person that just goes to work nine to five you know and then goes home and rests for me it was you know being at the cemetery from eight to five and then literally having an hour break and then being in the studio from 6 30 all the way up to midnight and then still trying to working emails yourself, yeah. like all this stuff between, you know right. and it was just an ongoing thing but i had a purpose i had if you have purpose there's no stopping you dude. like please like find your purpose like what's your why and don't make it so difficult in your mind it's easier than you think you know you are the most difficult thing to get past because if you keep telling yourself no 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 this 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 and that the only person that's telling you that is yourself and fuck everybody else that says that you can't do it exactly just get out of your mind get out of your system run the fuck away from them just run so it's so hard for people to like get into that mindset also because there's um a guy that i listen to gary v that is his mindset is so incredible and i started listening to him because my husband suggested because of the way he would talk he's very successful in his life, but he cusses like crazy. I'm, like, I'm sorry, I'm cursing so much. No, right now. <laughs> oh, that is like I do not edit. I do not like. No, we're not gonna beep out like I'm anything. Like, so <laughs> but he would say like to people who were fearful of you know making those moves and trying to do things, and he would say like if your mom if your mom doesn't do it, fuck your mom. And people were like, wow, wow, like, that's, that's my mom. mom. That's my mom. <laughs> but, like, what he's saying, like, sorry, mom, if you're not going to support me, then you don't get to know all the details right. about this journey. Exactly. Like, if you're not going to respect my decisions in this, well, yeah, fuck what you're thinking, mom. Yeah. Like, and I truly have taken that in, like, when it comes to the people around me. Like, I may love you, but if you're not going to support what I'm doing, exactly. I have to say fuck off. Yeah, like, just let me be. Like, I love you to death, yes. and I will respect you, but right now, I don't need you in my life, because what I need to do right now is not have you around, because right. my journey cannot fit your negativity. Yes. You know, like, you can't I don't jump. have a space for it. I don't have a space for it. No, right. or the energy, because you hearing those things the next day you're like kind of like almost like a hangover you have a hangover because all those thoughts that you know mom dad your sister your friends everybody whomever you know they're in your head and it's a process for you to be able to convince yourself psych yourself up because that's how i mean everything that we see like you have to go to work you have to go to school you have to get married you have to have a baby you have to do everything everything like everybody's been doing it for the past century you know yeah why are you gonna do it different 
Yeah, why? Why? Because I want to. I want to be different. I want to have my own journey. You have your own journey. Right. Everybody has their own journey. You don't have to follow the same journey that mom, grandma, great grandma. You don't have to do the right. same thing. You don't. You right. really don't. And that's funny too because that that goes with what we we're talking about before we started recording about like not sharing all your next moves out loud with people oh and just gosh. doing it so yes. that you don't have that negativity because people feel so entitled because they love you and care about you which yes we understand but they feel so entitled to pull you down and some of them don't know that they're doing it which kind of makes it worse yeah in a way because they don't see that but it is you know making moves to do my podcast and making moves to start a business i couldn't like just tell everybody because i didn't want to hear everybody's shit exactly i wanted to do what i want to do on my terms so you know, i had crazy. to leave people out a little bit yeah not only that dude but what i've come to realize is that they just don't get it okay they don't understand it you know and it's just like like for example i'm pretty sure you had this like hey so um, i'm thinking about and i'm pretty sure this is why you chose not to tell everybody i'm gonna start a podcast for what yeah, <laughs> that's the face too. Like a podcast. Okay. Uh, or they're just like, oh, about? that's cool. Anyway, the other day, little Mikey was like doing this. Like, a, it's just like, hey, like we've been talking about your kid for the past two hours. Can we talk about me? You know, I mean, but again, it was it's two almost like that not like what you're saying. Like I'm not acknowledging the, it. Like back to like your boyfriend and stuff, and like people just not thinking it's that big of a deal. So they're just like, oh, okay, you have fun with that. Yeah, like, exactly. And that's that is like that goes into like what I really wanted to talk about with you, which was like putting yourself out there and the results that you get as a musician putting yourself out there. Something we talked about again before we recorded was people thinking that they know you because of social media mm-hmm. and people feeling comfortable enough to kind of give you suggestions that aren't really like you've never done it and you're not a professional so why are you DMing me on like <laughs> what I should and should not do or you know people have suggested like change the title of your podcast and I'm like you're not even following me on <laughs> Oh on God. social media and you just wrote me to tell me you don't like my title like who are you what have you experienced me with putting yourself out there um um with your music so much <laughs> so much um look everywhere you go there's gonna be people that are intimidated by you especially because you're probably doing something that they really wish they could do one time several times but this is one time that and we talked about this right before we started recording um i um was in a group of local bands just talking you know you know talking shop you know networking but i couldn't get a sentence in because it was just one girl me and five other guys as like the lead singers or like the person in charge of the band and i was just i just had to, I just had to walk away because i couldn't get through these guys who thought that i was just a singer i was mm-hmm. just oh she's just you know this little girl that plays music and whatever i'm not gonna pay attention to what she has to do so i literally was I, I I made it a point to shut everybody everybody up when I got on that stage, you know, like just like I'm gonna like kick ass right now, right? And I did, but you know what happened? One of the guys came up to me, and you know my musical director is my boyfriend, but I do everything. I do everything from beginning to end. My a musical director is basically just saying, I need the lights here, the instruments here, you know, like, and that's it. You know, telling the sound guy what to do. So far, he that's what he does. But everything else that has to do with the production, recording, um, writing, all of that, it, that's me. And for the girls out there that are musicians that think that it should be a man, you know, doing all of that, no, get your ass into, you know, the studio and you do it because you can do it. Anyway, side note. <laughs> um, the guy from one of the bands came up to me and was like, so how much did he do of what you're doing up on stage? 
he's helping you, right? He has to have helped. I mean, he. I mean, he has That's to attitude, help right? you. He has to. No, there's I no did way it. this girl is. Yeah. Coming up with there's all this no shit herself. Way. There's no fucking way that she could have done it on her own. It's too good. It's ridiculous. And then I was literally, I did it. And then he's like, really? He didn't really. He didn't even help you a little bit. And I'm like, no, he didn't. And I literally, like, again, walk away. And that's what I'm saying. Like, no matter what it is, if you don't feel positivity, walk away. Please. Like, yeah. don't even, like, try to entertain it for a second. Just walk away. You like, don't have to entertain no, it. And don't. I think that's another thing, too. People feel like they have to sit there and take it. Yeah. And I felt like that in the beginning, too, when people that I don't know are messaging me about things. And... I, yeah, I was taking it really personal. Don't even acknowledge it. Right? And it was like, it took me a while to understand, like, oh, these people feel connected to me because I put myself out there. But I don't have to take your shit. Like, I don't owe you anything just because I have a podcast and just because I want to be out in the public doesn't mean I owe you shit. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, is that they feel like you do. Because you need to explain to me, like, how how you did all of that. And you're a girl. Like, there's no way that you could have done it on your own. There's, I mean, like, why are you putting, you know, that name, you know, like, I mean, you're a girl, you're a lady. You can't, you can't say those things. You should change it to this. It'd be more appealing to this type of demographic. No, bitch, I don't want to be part of that demographic right. anyway. Right. I've had people make um, comments about my logo for the podcast. And say, like, you're selling sex. So? I was like, well, it means badass, and I have a picture, of a really badass picture of an ass. Now, for those of you that don't know, that's actually my ass. That's, that's right. on there. That's a very and nice ass. I, <laughs> thank you. I, but that was something I struggled with, too, was these people telling me that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but you have no idea the body issues I've gone through my whole entire life. You have no idea the eating issues and the health issues I have. I'm proud of my ass. And what it looks like right now is it's something that before I would have never accepted. And I would have always been down about it. But you wouldn't have you wouldn't have accepted it because other people. Right. Because you were entertaining those people. Yes. You know? And it's just like, no, like, love yourself enough to believe in what you have to offer and go change the world with it. Because I feel like everybody, everybody, I can guarantee you, you can have a conversation with me for five minutes and I will break you down because I've come through it. I know what it is to be on that other side. Right. I know what it is. It took me a long time to realize it because it comes from, you know, family issues growing up, you know, to allowing people to be like that to you and then fucking up, you know, your your mentality about right. things. So honestly you have to start with yourself. You have to fix yourself first in order for you to be able to realize, okay, now I'm ready to take the next step. Right, which is a lot of work, and that's something we talked about too, is like this healing process and trying to go back and look at things in your life, and it's exhausting on a whole nother level, and it's a lot of work, and I think that in itself, that's what I was going to say, like it is, it's brave. It really is, and we're doing the work that our parents' generation will probably never do the work on. And and they don't even, uh, I don't think they even know had that much. thought. You know, oh, yeah. Or, or, yeah. No, oh, there yeah. will always be in denial. Yes. Always. Absolutely. I did the best job at raising you, and la, la, la. You know, that's why everything that you have is because of me. And it's like, okay. I have this because you taught me how to not give up. However, um, when I got to the point of where you told me to, you know, get, you're like, oh, it's not good enough. Try harder. You know? And it's like a constant battle where, like, that type of relationship or that type of behavior gets transferred to your other relationships and that's right. why life becomes so fucking hard right you know and it's just like a constant battle oh my god it took me so long to realize that some of the issues that i had in relationships were because of how i grew up yeah was because 
of how I heard my parents speak to each other. Yeah. The trust it's issues that they had. It's like every, all of their bullshit, without them even knowing, was pushed on to me. Right. And I grew up not even knowing that these things were affecting my everyday life. Every day. Every single day. And now I can look at my relationship and say, oh, I have to take responsibility for who I am in that relationship definitely, and how I see it and not project my bullshit onto my husband. <laughs> right? And, like, <laughs> bless them that we, I feel, you know, when you find someone that understands you, you know, you're, they're going to grow with you, you know? Yes. And the healing process because they've they know all of your little you know things that you know like oh she's gonna get mad because of this or like um, this could happen because of this but then when you stop and realize that you're part of the problem instead of like you know trying to fix things you know because most of the time as girls we're like Mm-mm. no no I'm gonna fix it I'm gonna fix it you know I think Girl. that's like as something in our DNA as yeah. a female it's yeah. like we always constantly want to fix I gotta fix I'm gonna fix it I'm gonna fix it but a lot of the times unfortunately we try to fix others when we're not fixing ourselves right you know and we take on that responsibility of fixing it when we don't have to because exactly. they're their own person exactly and then it comes again to looking at yourself and really knowing who you are as a woman what you allow yes and that's when we get into those boundaries and putting those boundaries I love I love that you're like yeah talking about boundaries and stuff like that because again with um with social media Mm -hmm. we're constantly as humans looking for approval and acknowledgement and you know because you know that's that's what it is I mean like we don't know why we're here nobody knows the purpose of the human you know race um but we as humans you know we look at our peers to have um some sort of you know approval or acknowledgement that you're doing the right thing that you're you're, you have a purpose in life so with social media it becomes this vicious cycle where like you're constantly putting stuff up oh how many people that you know looked at my story or how many people liked my my picture or how many views do you have on youtube how many listeners do you have all this stuff because right now society is measuring your success through that yes okay so basically i've come to a realization that you're constantly comparing yourselves to others like oh my god how did she get to this many views or this many followers Mm -hmm. so what i did and this is a thing that my significant other my support system Mm -hmm told me to do unfollow everybody that you constantly compare yourself to out of sight out of mind yeah because what you need to focus on is yourself you need to look at your stuff not others don't compare right so that's what i did i stopped you know and some of these people are my friends but i still compare myself to them because they're doing and i admire them you know of course i'm not gonna unfollow somebody like lady gaga who i admire so freaking much you know um because i want to eventually you know be like her i want to you know get right. motivated so that's inspiring to it's you inspiring and motivate to you right but, so those are positive things right but for example a local artist that is kicking ass and good for her or good for him or whatever mm-hmm. you know but if you're constantly comparing yourself to them you're like oh my god i'm not good enough I'm not it good enough. hurts your creative process Absolutely. too and that's the vicious cycle about social media because you're constantly trying to be the best, constantly trying to have the same things that somebody that's been working at it for a long time. Yes, that was know? one thing that I was told um, when I started my podcast and I sat down with another podcaster and she had said, don't pay attention to the numbers. Don't look at who's viewing, how many are viewing. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, just keep going. Right. And let it grow organically, which is something we talked about earlier, too, is, you know, letting your social media grow organically. And that's something I really did with so chingona is that I really did not want to just follow anybody and everybody and try to get all these followers I wanted depth in every I wanted interaction I wanted engagement and I knew in order to do that 
that I had to stop putting focus on everybody else and what they were doing. Because it's easy to do, right? When you're first getting into something, you're like, oh, this person seems to be at the same level with me. Like, we've put up the same amount of albums. So, oh, they're kind of like where I'm at. And then what if they do something that skyrockets them and you're like, shit, what did I do wrong? I know, exactly. And the thing is, um, there's um, there's this label, uh, record label executive that I, 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 it, I was watching it when I was in Mexico City the last time I was there, and, and I found this documentary called The Defiant Ones. It's about Dr. Dre yes. and Jimmy Iovine. Oh, I watched that. <laughs> so Jimmy Iovine, uh, just for the listeners, is this huge record label executive that um, he started from the ground up. You know, like worked his ass off. But one thing that he says is uh, a racehorse um, gets uh, they they put on blinders. They put on blinders on the racehorse, right? Uh-huh. Because if you keep looking to the left and you keep looking to the right, you get distracted, yes. and then you stumble. And that's right. why they put the blinders on these horses, because you just got to go. Stay in your lane. That's Stay. all that don't should matter, don't, right? Yeah. Stay in that lane. Don't listen to the noise. Don't look at what other people are doing. Just go, you know? And every time I watch that, because I've seen it like a hundred times, just to get inspired, you know? Yeah. Just go, you know. Like when he says that, I choke up. I'm choking up just like like listening to it in my head and him saying it. But you're so right. It's like don't focus to the left. Don't focus to the right. Don't look behind you. Don't look behind you. It's just stay in that lane of what you're doing and keep doing it and keep going. Don't stop. Just keep going. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's powerful. Yeah, it is. Really, some powerful stuff. Um, I wanted to ask you too because we were kind of talking about it a little bit. Um, the award shows, um, the Grammys, and the Oscars, and everything that are, that put on. How do you feel about how they've been lately? Like the whole controversy with no host, like for the yeah. Oscars, and then I feel like there's always a lot of Latinos that start complaining all the time, right? And they immediately like we're not being showcased enough. Like yeah, we're yeah. not being represented enough. Like we need more, we need more, we need more female artists that are you know uh, Latinas and stuff. How do you take in all that? Well. Um, First of all, I feel like the award shows are all a popularity contest. Mm -hmm. Again, to the whole thing about us wanting to be acknowledged, you know, by our peers, um, because you know that's 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 what success means. Um, So we're constantly like admiring people that are getting to the Academy Awards or getting a Grammy and all of that. But being in the industry um, and digging a little deeper, for example, the Grammys, Mm -hmm. it's a popularity contest. Mm -hmm. It's not about how many records you've sold, how many followers you have, how many people are listening to your music. If you are buddy-buddy with the head of the committee at the Grammys, Mm -hmm. you will get every single fucking Grammy even though you don't deserve it. You might get, um, say you're working your ass off, you might get some type of acknowledgement because it would be too like obvious that you got you snubbed. Did, right, exactly. Right. You might get a nomination, but you won't win. You won't win. And that is something where um, we hold these awards as like, oh, you're the best. Right. You're the best. You're the best of the best. You're the best actress. You're the best actor. You're the best director. You're the best new artist. You're the best this, this. Are you really the best, though? Or are you just the most popular? Or are you just the most popular? Not only that, not even popular. Are you the most popular with the right people that get to decide, you know? who is the best all of this you guys is subjective because there's an audience for everybody because whoever likes lady gaga might hate lady some other people might hate lady gaga and might love marilyn manson or might you know like ranchera you know all this stuff so how could you say that Dua Lipa is the best new artist, you know, mm-hmm. or Cardi B is the best new artist when there's a ton of people that love, uh, for example, I, 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 they've been always been underground up to a certain extent, um, this band called Metric, they, I don't think they've ever been nominated for the Grammys and if they have, I've never heard of it, but I think they're worthy of one, you know, of many, you know. 
but because they're not in a relationship with the right people, mm -hmm. they're never going to get acknowledged. But that's the thing, that's where you have to be like, okay, do you want to kiss ass? Or, or do you want to really be genuine about your craft? Right, you know? and I think that's where you get into the conversations of so many people getting called out as being sellouts. Yeah. I mean, that happens a lot in... For me, I feel like it happens a lot in the hip-hop and rap industry, where it's like, you're a sellout, you're a sellout, because you went with this label, and you went and did this, now you're wearing Adidas, yeah. and getting paid to Was that really what you wanted to do? Right. Was that really everything that you wanted to do? I know some people, honestly, that do it just because they like to hear people talking about them. They don't even like music that much. That's you know, crazy. It's just like, <laughs> That's so oh, it's crazy just, to me. Like, why would you do that it's to yourself? They're getting all of these, you know, book, they're getting booked, you know, at these festivals and right. all of that. And then there's me, a struggling artist that has been, you know, working her ass off for a long time. Um, and then that's another thing that I'm going to go into. Um, I've been working my butt off for a long time and would love to be there. Where some people are just, mm, I'm here. Right. You know, so it just, it's hard. It's hard, I feel like, in every industry. I feel like we have this whole, like, popularity contest um, happening everywhere, mm -hmm. you know? And as women, we get... <sighs> We get shitted on all the time, you guys. Like, honestly, like, I, I feel that I've never seen it so loud. Yes. As, you know, as loud as I have um, until, like, I, like, started to kind of be my own person without, you know, following what other people tell me to do and everything. Kind of like, I was blinded. I was just, like, really, like, kind of like, oh, you know, like, I just want everybody to like me yeah. and, you know, all this stuff. You know, I just want everybody to be happy. And when you become your own person, you start seeing the truth right. with everybody because you're not making everyone happy anymore. You're doing what you want to do. To make yourself happy. To make yourself happy. Right. So as soon as that happens, they don't like that. And then the real true person that supposedly was supporting you comes out. Comes out. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks. So let's talk about why you're making a move to Mexico. <sighs> Mexico, Mexico. <laughs> yeah. I know my heart gets <laughs> warm inside. Like, I can't wait, and, and you know, I know it's going to be a lot of hard work. Um, you know, Mexico City is a beast on its own. You right. know, um, and I, I can't wait to to go and be inspired by all of the other great musicians that are there. But the reason, the main reason why I'm leaving is because there's no audience here for me. Um, at least I've tried for the last ten years, and. Um, you know, even with being my own self, um, I feel like um, the way that it works is that you go and you work your ass off somewhere else in order to be acknowledged in your own hometown. That's so crazy. I've knocked doors. I've, you know, done a lot of things to be able to maybe even get just like a show at the House of Blues. But because I'm from San Diego, I'm not that hot of a commodity. And right. that's the same thing that happens everywhere. They're you know? measuring by what you can bring in, right? right? Exactly. How much of a crowd you can bring in, right? Exactly. Right. So I mean, it's just I feel like it's time. It's time for me to do something different, to jump, to completely devote myself 100% to music. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've seen a really good result every time I go over there. So um, it's different in Mexico City because they actually stop and listen here you're playing and people are talking over you you know right. especially if they don't know the music if it's you know music that you've written that they don't know you know right and then also the genre of the music that you're doing exactly. right now can you explain that to it's fusion people? you know it's fusion and i feel like maybe people don't understand because it's not the popular type of music right. that people listen to on the radio or um you know the people that uh, i'm sorry the music that they're used to like rock in espanol or cumbias or reggae which is a huge huge scene here in san diego and it's mainly dominated by men right so when they see this little mexicana you know trying to play electronic music playing with synths and you know producing her own music and just being herself they don't quite understand it right so um unless i have you know the the numbers mm -hmm. again the numbers you know mm -hmm. and it's just it's an uphill battle so over there i feel like 
for example, like um, you get to see on Spotify how many people are listening to you, mm-hmm. um, you know, how often your plays go up and all of that. When I was over there, on average, I would have like maybe 50 listeners. It went up to like 300 listeners. On wow. Just one week. One okay. week. So people really... I mean, that's a huge difference between the numbers. One week. Imagine what six months can do. Right. You know? So I think right in my heart, always follow your gut you guys like in my heart I feel like this is the right move and if it isn't at least I've learned from it you know I did something different as opposed to just staying here where I know that um, doing the same thing is not going to get me different results, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, like... I feel like there's so much, so many more distractions when yeah. you're in your hometown yeah. versus you getting out of that, Nobody right? And getting out of that, that headspace. Yeah, like, everybody is going to be, you know, just like you. Like, I mean, you're just, like, going to be so shocked by all the new things that you're going to see, and yet you're something new, too, because you're all the way from California, right. you know, trying to, you know, break into the scene here. Right. Do you have a goal? in mind of how long you're staying there so six months living okay depending on how well it goes um, okay. I'm, I'm gonna be going back and forth mm-hmm. um, so I'm just gonna use all my resources that I have and and work uh, and network as much as I can mm-hmm. over there um, but just really doing something different because if I keep doing the same thing and expecting different results it's not gonna work right it's not gonna, not gonna happen that way right no so I got to do something completely different radical you know where like um I've, I've worked at a bank i've worked at a cemetery this these whole 10 years you know and i'm like i need to do something different otherwise nothing's going to change it's going to be the same thing over and over again. i mean luckily you're smart enough and you're comfortable enough in your own skin right now to recognize those things because i think that in itself is brave. I mean, you're taking a risk. You're, but it sounds like no matter what the result is down there, you're gonna gain from it either way. Absolutely, absolutely. At least I'm not gonna be the 60 year old woman that wakes up one more morning, one morning and you know said I should have quit my job and should have yeah. just devoted myself completely. That's to exactly music. how I felt too. It's like I can't, I can't picture myself. And like having my niece ask me like what I did in my life, oh my and I'm gosh, like, yes. oh, I did what society was expecting me to do. So I found this one job, and I stayed there and retired. That's great if that makes you happy. Right. And that was my whole thing too. Like if that really makes you happy, then that's awesome for you. If you're in the corporate world and you are doing yeah, what you're doing exactly. and it works cool but for the people that are not happy and not satisfied and keep complaining dream bigger but sit there and complain i mean there's people especially working at the cemetery that known for six years and almost six years all they talked about is leaving the cemetery job right but they're the ones still there they're still there and they still complain about it and And they're not happy they're miserable every time that you see them you say hey how's it going Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I can't even have conversations with people anymore because I'm like, I don't work there anymore, so I don't want to hear all the negative no. drama that you have at your work. Like that. Right. So, and it's like that everywhere. That's what we're saying too, right? Like every scenery like that in office and corporate, like, and I've done it's because of the mentality, dude. It's it the mentality. And the thing is, is that don't get me wrong. It's not all, you know, bed of roses. It's not all beautiful. It right. is freaking hard right but one thing that i want to remind your listeners is that remember that you're the one that dreamed that dream remember that you're the one in control because sometimes that dream that dream gets so fucking big where like you see it so far and so hard and it's just yes. like it's, it becomes bigger than you yes but you're and then I'm, I'm i'm referring to i'm gonna go into like my song you know like that's why i wrote that mm-hmm. song um, it's called bigger than the dream because sometimes that dream, you know, like because of politics, because of what it comes with, you know, it's gonna come with growing pains. It's gonna come with, you know, so much, you know, hurt. You're gonna struggle, you know, getting that dream, right? But you're bigger than all of it because you're the one that dreamt it. You're the one that's, you know, making it's it. It's yours. It's yours exactly. Don't let the dream get bigger than you always remember who you are you know 
because if you want and it's okay to if one day you wake up and you're like you know what I think I want to do something different now Mm -hmm. because I'm my own person and I make my own decisions so you're bigger than all of that you know so if you listen to the lyrics of of the song um, it addresses um, mental illness too in, in a metaphorical way mm-hmm. um, so it just when it gets so hard just like literally you know it talks about um, uh, I know my heart desires a little bravery I know that I can find it in the songs of that CD so it's just that's what I want to do I want to be able to like literally maybe not maybe streaming now right it's, you know the CDs <laughs> Um, I want you to like literally like listen to my music and be able to breathe again. You right. know, just forget about what's whatever's happening. I mean, even when you started this sentence right now, you just took like a big breath in yeah. and like let it out with the words. Like, and then the words are able to like come out. Yeah, and too, so I can tell like how much that means to you and how deep that came from for you to write right songs like that. Well, it's because somebody very close to me was, you know, going through depression to the point where like he couldn't even get out of bed or even do the things that he once thought made him so happy right you know yeah um because the dream got way too big you know and it was just constantly you know bogging him down and you know just remember the things that make you happy you know because at the end of the day you kept you, you keep saying do what makes you happy do what makes you happy you know and it's it sounds so easy you know but it's for some people it's so fucking hard yeah you know to really realize what makes them happy or to come to terms with the fact that they have to do this or that to find happiness right and like we said going back to work it is work to work on yourself is not easy no but when you're doing that things that you discover the emotions that come over you the feelings like it is you can't explain it right exactly and it's just i wish i wish there was a lot more positivity in the world um i feel instead of pushing each other down lift each other up you know like especially i mean when you see somebody that needs help you know, even if you don't have time, please take five minutes to like sit down with them and have a cup of coffee because maybe it's like the universe telling you, hey, like you need to help this person, you know, like, and what you do with your podcast is monumental, dude. Like, you have no idea. Like, I feel that people need to know that they're not alone, you know, that we're, 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 damn it, me, now you're making me get emotional. <laughs> I told you don't do that. That's your purpose. I feel yeah. like you've you've tapped into what your purpose is, and that's why you're enjoying it so much. Right. You know. Right. So I mean, keep going, dude. Like honestly, like. And I say the same exact thing back to you on what you're doing and your music and putting yourself out there and writing songs to really touch people and that whole thing of not feeling alone in the process. Right. Because I think that is so hard for us as women to put out there to put ourselves out there so that we don't feel alone right right because and that's another thing too of like you know having your partner there and having a loving supportive partner my husband still doesn't understand what I'm going through right right and so this is my podcast has been my outlet it has been my this overwhelming thing of me having to put this out there and pour it out because I know someone out there is listening to this and if that one person is touched by it then I'm so good with it then yes you know even though I'm pissing off other people in the process and no matter you know all that but then I have that one person that says this was so relatable to me this made me think different about where I'm at somebody thinks like me you know or like I've I've had these thoughts for a long time but I've suppressed them because nobody understands them but there's somebody that understands that does yeah that gets it you know I'm not alone right so 
Ah. <laughs> well, we, we are actually coming to the end um, here on the show, but tell everybody, first of all, where they can find you and your music. Of course. Um, so, again, my stage name is Sister, and it's spelled a little different. It's S-I-S-S-T-E-R. But the uh, easiest way for you to be able to find my music is on Spotify under Sister, Sister Music. Um, go to my website, sistermusic.com. Um, so, just I'm all of the I'm, I'm all on the um, all the social media platforms, so you can find me there. Um, if not, you know, you just you know you can reach out to me text and I'll give Erica it yeah or send her a message and then Let she'll know. give you my I will my make link. sure you get to her. And of course, once this um, show goes up, then I will be tagging you all over the place and stuff. Um, yeah. This is a really special conversation, you know, and I'll, you and I relate on a lot of these things because we are creating something out of nothing. Exactly. And I think by us sharing this, it there's so many women out there that want to make moves right now. Right. And I feel like this is the year of women just making yes. moves for themselves, yes. right? And yes. it's just like, it's an awesome feeling. I'm so glad that you and I were able to sit here and share about this kind of things, you know? Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Thank you for making this happen before you leave. Because that was the whole thing, too. It's like, we need to do this before you go. Um, I'm looking forward to your journey, Mexico, and I hope you document a lot of stuff so that we're able to follow you and, you know, keep up with what you're doing and stuff because it's just beautiful what you're doing and you're taking some big risk you're making some big moves right now and i'm excited for you thank you so much really excited to see this thank you thank you i hope for the best and you know um, don't be afraid to dream you know like you know go get it you know work hard you know and just don't stop just don't stop yeah I agree. I love you, V. I'm so happy that we had this time. And for all you listeners, um, like I said, I'll be tagging all your stuff so that people can find you. Um, Until then, fist up, chingona. Yeah.